welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hey, Broads. <laughs> broads. Welcome back to another high school musical edition of The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. There was a lot of singing this episode. Lots of singing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like this episode, I was kind of like, all right, I could have saved my breath going on and on about how wonderful this this series is. Okay, here's the thing, though. I still really did enjoy it. It was just like, I still had a good time. I liked some of the drama that was going down for sure, but it it definitely had more cringe moments in it than the first episode. You know, it was a lot more like how I thought it would be based on the previews today. There last night that's all yes. i'm gonna say yes. you know what i mean yes <laughs> agreed, I was agreed. Like, this is a lot more of what i expected yeah this makes um, sense now this makes sense we even had we had a uh, papa chris harrison not showing up during the day in suits anymore he was just like in a casual bomber jacket just to really like ease into like the cool musician vibes okay Grayston was like, is is the majority of the budget of this show going to Chris Harrison? And I need to know, is that the truth? Because it sure as hell seems like it. Yeah, I definitely I would. I mean, we're <laughs> we're going to get into it, but talk, talk. You mean talking about the dates? Is that what we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It well, would they're not seem traveling at all. Right. This season. It I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you know what, though? They'll probably go to Nashville. I bet that they'll go That's to Nashville. What I was thinking too. They'll probably do like the final performances in Nashville. They'll have like their final like oh. music city dates, you know, whatever. But I would or imagine like Las Vegas or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a couple like music hot spots. But other than that, I would I think that they're probably just staying there. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, before we get into recapping this episode. Oh, for, first thing is Thursday. This is like our first week in forever. It feels like that we're doing not two episodes of reality TV coverage. I know. I'm like, what is this new world <laughs> emerging from the darkness? Yeah. So this Thursday we have a, a, a interview we recorded. God, what was the feel? I think it was like five or six weeks ago. Now it was right before we went into uh, the stay at home order. Yeah, it was the official. I think we literally the next day got the stay at home order. So it was our last episode we recorded. Yeah, so that'll be nice. You'll get to see us all. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll get to see us all interact in person. And that will be nice. And yeah, and uh, it's with um, a fantastic human being named Ruthie Lindsay. And she has an incredible story. And she was just a ray of sunshine. Oh, my God. So I feel like it's definitely... An episode, episode that's going to be um, something that will speak to a lot of people, especially with everything that's going on. And she's just she's just really encouraging and wonderful. And yeah, yeah I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It was great. Looking Me forward too. to listening uh, to it over. So before we started recording, you said you had some Bachelor stuff to cover and I do, too. So, OK, you first and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> OK, tell me if it's one of these two things. First thing is that Chris Souls and Victoria F are together? And apparently. that's it. <laughs> what? Wait, but before that, no, actually, let's talk about that right now. Um, yeah, that's that was fucking. But it also kind of makes sense. 
It totally does make sense because we know that Victoria F goes for country music stars, right? Yes. And Chris Souls yes. is the farmer, the hot farmer. So yes. it totally makes sense. And I could actually fully see them together. Yeah. And I went on his Instagram and it looks like he just bought a house. And apparently how people piece together this is that they saw the same like couch and pillows in the background of some screenshot of a Skype thing or something. You know, people are crazy sleuths. People and then he had are posted a thing on his couch with his pillow. People are sleuths for real. I would never notice anything of the sort. So major props to all those people out there who's who are figuring out all that tea. Again, what is what, bachelor people? Unbelievable. Stop taking planes to go to other states to quarantine with someone else. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how it works. Self-isolation and the safer-at-home orders, my friends, are not to, you know, stay at home <laughs> mostly when you feel like it. Until or, or go to some other place and then stay there. Like, you know, during this quarantine time, that's literally the same as me being like, during this quarantine time, I think I'm actually going to go quarantine in Hawaii now. So I'm going to go f- leave my home, fly there, and then stay there for a few weeks. And then you know what? Maybe I'll fly home after that to finish out quarantine back at home. You know, not, a, not a bad deal. If that's how it's going to look, it doesn't sound too terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine how roasted I would get if I was like, you know what? Gray and I decided we're going to rent a vacation home and we're going to go fly to Hawaii to go quarantine there. That's literally what these bachelor people are doing. Oh, you would get absolutely demolished. Just completely demolished. Demolished. I just I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. But yeah, anyway, the two of them make sense. Totally. Well both of them have DUI photos on the internet, you know. Yes, they've got they so do. much in common. I just feel like I just feel like it it just everyone's like, this is so out of left field, and I'm like, yes, it definitely is random, but it makes sense. It makes sense. What do you think happened? Do you think like she slid into his DMs or something? Like, I really want to know the story behind this. I bet they have a mutual friend because of like who she's involved uh, with. I bet that they had like mutual friends and then maybe like that would make sense. And maybe when she was getting so much shit because of bachelor stuff, maybe he slid into her DMs and was like, don't worry, it'll pass, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, Chris, <laughs> I mean, they're both hot and problematic, so it's perfect. Very true. It's very true. <laughs> I hate the word problematic, but they both definitely have some drama that's gotten stirred up in the media. That's for sure. So maybe they're connecting on that front. Well, there's that. Um, My other piece involved Jenna Cooper. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to bring up, too. So this shit is crazy. Basically. I just saw this last night, actually. So basically. I don't know if you guys watched this season, but Bachelor in Paradise a couple seasons ago, um, Jenna Cooper, who was from my season, and Jordan Kimball got engaged on Paradise. And then very shortly after they got engaged, uh, these texts emerged that made it look like she was texting this other guy. And I don't know, it seemed like a sugar daddy situation. I don't know. It was like this whole thing. And they split up and she got a ton of shit. I personally gave her a ton of shit. 
she had this thing done where like she was like my lawyers did this thing to my phone and it showed that these texts never came from my phone it wasn't very convincing but apparently now she has worked with reality steve if i'm understanding correctly and they proved that it was like two women who were for some reason targeting her and trying to make her look bad and it they fully succeeded but yeah reality steve like basically rescinded everything he ever said i can't believe it b i was like i was like one of those ones going hard in the paint against what jenna was saying oh, me too i was like nope this is all bullshit it just i remember when i was when we were watching her on um the show it just felt very like this feels like someone who's making this up on the spot. It just felt, you know, and maybe it. she was just so shell-shocked. She didn't even know really how to respond. But, um, you know, and who knows legally whatever all the ramifications of that were and what she couldn't say. But, I mean, can you imagine being in that position where it's like for years no, you were I like... I can't, and I feel horrible. It's I mean, so I, sad. I never had anything personally against her, but it was like I I maybe put too much trust in reality. Steve, he was because he's pretty much like usually right about everything. And then now it makes me take everything with a grain of salt too, even about people like Victoria F. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. And I it's also that- really scary. Like imagine someone going after you to that degree and like just everyone was fucking slamming her it's unreal myself who went super super hard i will say probably the i mean because reality steve is like right like 99.9 percent of the time but i feel like when this with this situation probably the comp like with someone like victoria f where you have so many people stepping forward and being like um versus this one situation with jenna and that there being a few text messages um you know that's where then it might get a little weird but I, I mean, it wasn't even reality stage. I mean, it was it was on the actual after uh, the Bachelor in Paradise, whatever they call that after the final rose, like whatever. Like it was talked. I mean, it was it was like publicly acknowledged that that's what what happened. I mean, I would love to try to get her on the show. I would love to talk to her about like I feel everything. awful. I know. I know. I I was actually meaning to message her because we're actually only three weeks apart in our due dates. She's having our first. We got a fertile bunch on my season of the of the <laughs> Bachelor. I will tell you that much. Seriously, my goodness, there are many babies <laughs> coming forward. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, so I w- I've been meaning to message her. I'll probably do that before this episode drops. Just apologizing because I just uh, I can't. How horrible. How horrible. Yeah, that would be And I'm so glad terrible. she's finally being vindicated and has a way of like proving it. Yeah. Crazy. But what a horrible thing to do to someone too. Can you imagine like I get starting rumors when you're like in high school, but can you imagine like slandering someone on a national level like that? That's something completely wild. Untrue? That's wild. I need to dive in and fi- like find out all the details about like what specifically Jeez. was the purpose behind it and everything. I know. I want to listen to her interview with Reality Steve. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to do that after crazy. we record this. Um, crazy. It's wild. Well, in non-Bachelor uh, news, just a few things. Number one, um, definitely been tagged numerous times because uh, from if you listen to our Love is Blind recaps, um, 
Bardia was a uh, Mark's friend was a big conversation point for Beck and myself. <laughs> and I've been getting so many screenshots from people because Bardia people have been tagging Chatty Broads on Bardia's Instagram page, and then Bardia's responding, being like, "Who are these Chatty Broads and why are they talking about me?" And then he commented on ours and was just like, "Who are you guys and why are you talking?" And I was like. Typical Bardia, do your research. <laughs> Google it, Bardia. Typical Bardia, stop pretending like you haven't listened to all of our episodes trying to figure out what we're saying about you. Bardia, come on. You're going to you're going to tag you're us shit. and going to be like what is this? All you have to do is click on the link and you see that we we do Love is Blind recaps. You're commenting on a post of a Love is Blind meme, Bardia. <laughs> For real, being like, why am I being tagged? Oh my god, fuck you. <laughs> Bardia. <laughs> Fucking Bardia. Oh um, my and god. Then in Bachelor Listen to Your Heart News, we have two things. First and foremost, our new uh, gorgeous god, Ryan, um, has officially b- declared and made it known that, and he said, sorry to kill the fantasy, but he hasn't had never seen that thing you do until... He listened to the recap. Lies. <laughs> lies. It's full of lies. But he watched it. That's crazy. He loves it. And he says he thinks it's going to be his new Halloween costume. Is he's going to go as Guy or something like that. So beautiful. The broads have created this for Ryan. Other male to discuss. Uh, Trevor. So Becca, this is going to be news for you. Obviously, we went hard in the paint on Trevor last episode. And as I was just kind of floating around following certain contestants to keep up with the tea, I saw that of all the people on the show, (laughs) Trevor um, happens to be good friends with two of my great friends and one of your great friends. (laughs) So. Who's he friends with? I gotta edit this out. Sorry, Broads. So, so Jess fact- just told me who we have mutual friends with. I'm dying. So the fact of the matter is, we're talking major smack, and it's going to continue to happen. <laughs> it's going to continue to happen. And the reason, and this is why you can trust us, because I will continue to fly that flag. Becca will continue to fly the flag of our true opinion about Trevor, even if our friends contact us and tell us that we need to stop. <laughs> Because we bring the real tea. I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna lie to you guys about something. Just the same way that if all of a sudden we become mutual like we become friends with a bachelor contestant or someone on, we're gonna always be honest if our opinions change about people. It's just the fact of the matter. I don't know. There's something about, you know, I like the fantasy of them just being reality TV people, and then when they're real people, I kinda hate it. Yeah. But Makes me so much. It makes it so but, much easier to like. But you can't. It but was you like can't, the same thing. You I said can't about, let that get in the way though either, because then you can't start to not like someone just because they acknowledge no, you and true. give you prop the props you deserve. Not because. <laughs> no, not because they acknowledge it. It just more pops the bubble in the in the fantasy. I felt the same way about Tyler. Remember when I said when I started following him, I was just like, oh, he's just like a hot guy. Like, I understand He's just like a that. normal hot guy, and I it's understand just kind of like. I I like to keep them in my reality TV fantasy world. I followed Ryan and the fantasy continued because I saw that he was that he indeed truly is a fantastic musician overall. So I felt very Mm. like validated in our choices. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this episode. Yeah. First of all, I realized what it is about Sheridan. 
Sheridan looks like a homeschooler. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that for sure. For sure. Right? Yeah. It's like a totally... And people are going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? I can't explain it except that I've had many homeschooling friends. And he totally is like, he is like a nice guy who is homeschooled. And then like now he's found his like little style. There's something about like the accessories and the hair and the tattoos. It's intentional. Like it's um, it's not organic. It's definitely not in a douchey way. No, no. And that's what my nervousness with Sheridan and you're nailing it because that's what my nervousness with Sheridan was. I was like, oh, is this going to be because it feels put on. Is he going to be douchey about it? Turns out he's the loveliest chap I've ever come across and I adore him and my heart just hurt for him so bad during this episode. And I pray But you know when he. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, when he was 15, he wore probably a fedora and said like milady. Because <laughs> yes. he was homeschooled. Sheridan, please let us know. Yes or no, were you? Also, no shade, because guess what? Beck and I both were homeschooled. So that's Takes not one shade. to no one, baby. <laughs> I see you, honey. I see you, Share Bear. You're so, it's so true, dude. though. You're so right. Um, <laughs> oh, well, before we anyway. dive into, uh, into all the travesties that were against Share Bear in this episode, how dare all of you? <laughs> Let's talk about something else, something that smells delicious. So your girl... Has been spending a ton of time in loungewear lately. And let's be honest, loungewear is just a fancier term for sweats. Um, At first, I was fully on board. Who wouldn't want to stay in comfy clothes all day? That lasted all of four days because comfy started to feel, well, gross. Because I did include the fact, I didn't include the fact that sometimes um, showers are not part of the process. And when I say not part of the process, I mean most of the time showers aren't happening. So yeah, not great. And then I remembered, hey, you know what can make me feel more like myself and put pep in my step? Smelling sexy, Becca. Smelling sexy with scent bird has made my day just feel more normal. Seriously, smelling good can change everything. And on days when I just don't feel great, you know what? Sometimes all it takes is just putting on a few sprays on my favorite scent and it can totally turn that day around. So with Scentbird, you can discover your signature scent to keep on hand as a pick-me-up whenever you need it. And Scentbird, what it is, is a monthly luxury perfume and cologne subscription service with more than 600 designer brands to choose from. And if you don't have a signature scent yet and you need help finding it, uh, or you need to, or you like to try out different scents for different occasions. Scentbird has you covered. I personally like to have two types of scents on hand. I'm either floral and sweet, or woodsy and earthy. There is no in between with me. And to be honest, I refuse to ever make a hard line decision between the two because I like to be mysterious. And some days I wake up wanting to dress like I'm going to maybe the Kentucky Derby. And some days I wake up and I want to dress <laughs> like I'm living my in real life emo night fantasy. Um, I feel like the that way about my scents. Give me variety. Do not make me choose. And that's why I love Scentbird. All of their fragrances come in a 30-day supply in a travel-friendly refillable case so you can switch things up as often as you want. I love that the case is refillable as well. Um, even midday, think office job, showing up, looking your business with your fresh scent, and then changing in the bathroom into your boots and leather to perform the greatest karaoke set of your life in a spicy fragrance. You can always mix it up okay. with Scentbird, you know? 
you can get 30% off your first month of Scentbird today. So that's only $10 for your first fragrance. You just have to go to scentbird.com slash chatty and use our promo code chatty for 30% off your first month. So that means your first perfume or cologne is just 10 bucks. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash chatty to sign up and use our promo code chatty. Sign on and smell amazing. Well, I'm on Sheridan's... uh, what do you think Sheridan smells like? Uh, I bet Sheridan cloves. You, yeah. So, so I, I would think that he would he would at first I was like, oh, he'd maybe smell like woodsy. But I feel like he looks that way. But I think he probably actually smells more like Axe. <laughs> Ew. Well, this is funny. I'm on his <laughs> his bio. Um. He started a band when he was 16. He enjoys reading about social science, sciences and diving into holistic remedies. This motherfucker was 100% homeschooled. Homeschool and holistic remedies. Maybe he smells a little more like patchouli than I thought. Blessings. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like. Yeah. What's his last name? Anyway. Okay. So. So. Um, speaking of it, the episode starts off with Cher Bear picking at the guitar and he, I, you know, here's the thing. I am this. I don't hate about this, uh, series. I don't mind how they start every morning and you hear someone like beautifully caressing the piano keys or like strumming a guitar. It feels very relaxing to wake up to. It's not just like women screaming in their pajamas with Chris Harrison showing up and someone like, you know, attacking them with like pillows or whatever. (laughs) It's a little less chaotic. It's also probably a... It's a way more fun environment to be in, I would guess, too, because, A, you're mixed up with, you know, it's co-ed. And then, B, you also all have your, you can all jam together. So that's really fun. And I bet there's so many mutual friends amongst the people already, like people who know, who've worked with the same producers and all that stuff. And obviously later in this episode, we know, we find out something about mutual friends. That's for sure. (laughs) Wait, he's from San Francisco. Sheridan? I'm really... Yeah. (laughs) Which I just... I I did not pin him as someone who's from San Francisco. I pinned him as being like a... From like some small town kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, same. Sheridan's a little bit of a mystery, huh? I'm interested. Anyways, I keep getting us off track. So, so yeah. I I like that aspect of it, too. And... (laughs) <laughs> although shit got so corny this oh my gosh i'm talking about their being musicians and being in love oh um, lord um well at the top of the episode basically we find out that um danny and becca are really close which we don't know anything of danny at all barely we know nothing no. of becca barely you know what the ironic part is though b is that danny was the one who came into the um the show with the most followers which i'm interested i'm surprised that they haven't been focusing more on him really more than more than trevor yeah more than trevor he was like i think via like youtube and stuff he's like a he got well known for his music um online so he came in with a lot of followers but they're really not giving him a lot of screen time um and we also hear that brandon is open to getting to know all the girls not just savannah and boy is he open (laughs) to getting to know he makes that clear all the girls or all the girls want to get to know him too it's it's a mutual thing um and then yeah chris and brie they're super sweet they're connecting they seem like they're like the 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 married couple already they're off in their own no dude they're 
They're weird. Everyone's talking about how great they are together. They're weird. They have the the most friend vibes. He goes, you're, I just, I know I say this all the time, but you're so pretty. And she's like, wow, thanks. Like, I, you don't like them together. I think they're super sweet. There's something off and I don't see, I see the connection. I see a friend connection. I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't see the chemistry. Okay. Okay. I, I, I swear. I just don't think he's physically attracted to her. I think they have like a person to person connection. I think that he like doesn't seem like that stoked to like kiss her and stuff. I don't know. It's just there's something anyway, but they are, but they're nice. They have like a nice dynamic with each other and I, and they have good energy together. And I think they definitely have a connection. I'm just questioning whether that's a, okay. an, a legitimate romantic connection. <laughs> okay. So, okay. but I think they're both very nice people and okay. like no shade to either of them. Okay. All right. We'll but, see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I've been feeling the chemistry, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Well, they speak the same language, just the language of music. They speak the language of music. And honestly, I feel like in the future, the best and only way that they're going to be able to communicate is by sing talking to each other, which, you know, I'm really hoping I don't have to witness again because God bless both of them. I think they're both adorable was one of the hardest. Stop. stop. Don't. That don't was one of the- stop. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll- don't bring it up until. We'll get into it. Um, that was not okay is all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, Chris Harrison shows up and that's when he's in his cute little zippy black bomber jacket and he's just being real casual. Um, and he announces that we are going to get some newcomers and I am itching. I love the newcomers. It's my most favorite part of Paradise. So. Oh, yeah. It's always my most favorite part. So knowing that we're going to have that on this makes me so happy i'm so curious if more men are gonna come in or if it was just like a one time like here are new girls for you but no i think they're gonna i think it's gonna be like paradise i think they're gonna switch off back and forth uh with new people coming in here and there yeah plus in those previews we see so many people that we don't recognize both men and women i think it's gonna be virtually nonstop. i sure hope so um, but yes, the day Jamie gets the day card, which and, like, and come I, on, <laughs> Jamie gets the day card. I was also just confused. Um, I know that she picked Trevor. I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize that it was just like that over and done with her and Ryan, but it, it definitely was over and done. Oh, there's like there's no question about that. There's nothing. And so the producers are just going to go ahead and give her. And at first I was like, why are you giving Jamie the date card? She just went on a date. This is ridiculous. But then I'm like, oh, of course, because you all know that Natasha is going to come in and drop some heaters while she's gone. So you got to get her out of the house and have the potential opportunity for that breakup conversation with the two of them. Um, okay, so this date, Grayston also said, which is so accurate, he goes, this show isn't a dating show. It's like Fear Factor. <laughs> He's like, the dates they're making these people go on. It's so true. 
They're just so <laughs> nerve wracking. It's like, why are you making us do this? This is not fun, nor this is just pressure. This shit's just pressure, like off the cuff. So they their date is at the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Wow. Fantastic. Now, love Venice Beach Boardwalk. Got to admit this this uh, episode and I know for the next few episodes were just giving me major like RIP quarantine vibes. Like I was like, I want to go to the I want to oh, go to the real? boardwalk. <laughs> right. And I hate the Venice Beach Boardwalk. I don't like it either. And I, I was like, hate it. Oh, the good old days that I could go there whenever I wanted to. Literally this whole episode, anytime they'd show anything, I was just like, oh, the Dresden, that's one of my favorite places. Is it open right now? Like, I was just, it was killing me. Um, a different time. Well, Trevor just ad- uh, admits that he he's like, oh, I love it here. I've always play here. And I'm like, oh, you're a Venice Beach Boardwalk musician. Yes. And I was like, that's why I recognize you. <laughs> of all my strolls. But for real, if you've ever not if you've ever been to the Venice boardwalk, you know that when you're along, it's a long boardwalk and there are tons of people set up um, different types of musicians with their guitar case open or whatever, um, making money that way. There are some incredibly talented people who are there. You'll see artists and whatever. But it's just there's just tons of people and it's just a hodgepodge. And when he said he used to do this and now they're going back and Becca, you better believe that I did not think. I did not think that they were going to make them perform on the boardwalk. I thought that they were literally just having them have this moment of like, oh, you're going to the Venice boardwalk. It's pretty. It's a view. I didn't think that they were going to make them set up and play. (laughs) They had to find some way, I guess, to pay the limo drivers since they're on such a they're like, gather up those dollars. Eighty four dollars. Perfect. We'll be able to even give him a tip. (laughs) Did you see how quickly that over now? Chris Harrison's just like behind them, like hand out. (laughs) Cough it up. You said you were paying me in installments. <laughs> Cough it up, guys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Before that, what was even more unbelievable is their musician conversation. When they're sitting, and she's like, I just feel like you do more like c- covers. She says, I just haven't seen our musical connection. And he's like, babe, I'll do the guitar. Like, I want you to be comfortable with the vocals. And this is like, this is supposed to be like a serious moment that we're watching. Like, we're supposed to take it seriously. It was, it also like, if you are, if you are a musician, um, and I don't get me wrong, I love cover artists. I love cover bands. But you know, if you're a musician, when someone, when one musician tells another musician, I'm not so much of a cover artist. I do originals. That's normally a very shady thing to throw out in in musician conversation. I feel like you do more like covers. So I was like, oh, damn, Jamie, she's coming out. And she's just like, "Uh." I think you're hotter, but I think Ryan's more talented. So (laughs) this is the only thing. Now, I will say, because we gave Ryan credit for it last time, We have to give Trevor credit for at least the fact that he was like, hey, what are you? Let her sing. He let her sing. He let her choose a song that she felt more comfortable with. And I also want to make note that in her and Ryan's duet, it was kind of like, what's she doing? And then in this one, the girl was shining. This is we've, we were hearing Jamie's wheelhouse musically because her voice was quite captivating during this performance. 
Well, when they were sitting down, though, playing with each other and he sings, I want to taste your lips or whatever. And, and the look and the kiss physically hurt me. I was like screaming. There was there was a lot of moments in this episode that actually like made my chest feel tight watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh this made me feel like like the worst. I almost turned it off <laughs> in that moment. I was like, no, I'm gonna have to take a she was like, let's take a break. The look she gave him and how they just then started kissing, I was like, God. It's like, oh my God, no. And this is the second that lyric came out, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is the moment. It it was just like And then he stops singing too. He stops singing and playing and just looks at her after singing those lyrics. Oh God. Oh God. No. It was not right. It was not good. <laughs> I want to taste your lips. Oh <laughs> no. God no. Well, Jamie said Jamie said something in their like in the interview during this part that I thought was interesting. She said that she often dims her light for other people. And I think that it was very clear in this episode, especially we'll talk about it later when her and Trevor have the conversation about everything. And it makes me sad for her because I feel like she seems like a really lovely, sweet girl. And I want to I wanted to reach through the screen this entire episode and be like, stop dimming your light. You said it yourself. And I wanted to just take her and remove her from the situation because it was just so apparent that I'm watching this going. I don't care how long these two last on this show. Trevor's in it for the game. And I and I'm going to stick and I stick to that. There is no way that they stay together. There's just no way. I don't think she isn't, though. You don't think homegirls always homegirls always crying and I'm not see, I'm never seeing like real tears. I, I'm not fully convinced that she isn't in it for the game either. I think everyone's in it for the game to a certain extent because I think they were they signed yeah. up thinking it was a music yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying yeah. like so again, at the end of the day, there can't ultimately be shade because they signed up for a music show. So that's really yeah, what they're yeah, there yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, totally. But I'm yes. I'm all I'm saying is that with with these two, I think that she's pretty over the moon about him. And I think I'll just say this as soon as they fully like, quote unquote, have committed. I saw the light leave his eyes yeah. and it was like he was ha it seemed like he was having fun trying to win her over from Ryan. And when it was a competition and now all of a sudden, whenever you see him, he just looks low. Well, look, there's this, too. I mean, I I'm really not one to put down people for their age but i mean we gotta remember that she she's 21 is 21 yeah she's 21 and he's 29 and like no that doesn't mean that it's not gonna work and i'm not saying it like that but mm -mm. that's gonna influence shit and like in the real world and in la like that that may not be like someone he would actually be with is like this 21 year old who's just I, I mean I don't know it is sometimes sometimes I hate when people say this like her age shows but sometimes it's like oh yeah you're like you're 21 yes I don't know I don't know how to say that without it sounding like really condescending but 21 you're just entering I mean I don't know this is like what everyone critiqued, critiqued me for when I was 22 but I don't know where I, is she from? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but um, 
but I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, though. I understand what you're saying. Do you saying. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that she can't be with. I'm, I'm not saying that she can't take it seriously. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that the age could come into play in their relationship as well. Well, so while they're about to perform back at the mansion, a car oh a car pulls up in a blonde East Coast New Yorker with abs that I could eat off of. Oh my god, hops <laughs> out. Did you notice the abs on Natasha? I noticed she was looking pretty tight and fit in that outfit. I I just was just like sure. God damn, she starts walking out and it was just like oh my god okay everyone everyone just tightened up and everyone got a little nervous <laughs> i think that she first auditioned for real housewives before auditioning for this show because she comes out looking the way she looks and then some of her lines i'm not a diva but i'm a diva and i'm she, like oh this is your real housewives audition honestly i would live for her being on real housewives i think she would make a perfect she would fit in great she's a perfect addition she Hold her own, okay? When we see her later with Trevor, this woman does not back down, and I was living for it. So, yes, she would be a perfect real wife, real housewife's edition. Wait, so sorry. I sorry that I keep interrupting about these bios, but did you know that Jamie went to Berkeley? Like Berkeley College of Music? Yeah. So that's like a that's a really good, that's a really good school. Well, see, okay, I w- so I I wanted to say, too, is I saw actually on her Instagram and this was like this was our bad. We were like, oh, she probably doesn't. Well, turns out I went on her Instagram and like she like she was saying, she writes her own original songs and she plays well and her own original songs are actually really good. And I think that I what we saw in this and she talked about it, too, with Trevor is she's a of like a very well-rounded talented musician i think she just seems to be very nervous about stepping into maybe the performing like how she was nervous with ryan and then she brought it up later um before she was performing with trevor that she was like you know uh he wasn't having to help her kind of out of her shell and i think that's more of the that's more of the issue with her um because you know, maybe it's maybe she's been more in classes and maybe hasn't done as much like live performing. But the girl's very talented. She's very talented. Well, these people actually are what what I made the mistake of saying, too, is that a lot of these people are qualified. Becca has an MFA in musical theater. So these people are actually like educated and, and some of them have uh, legitimate musical education backgrounds. Also, just browsing Brie is was in fact raised in a traditional Mormon home, one of six children. She has a gluten allergy and she still practices uh, in the Mormon church to this day. Also, Chris uh, worked for UNICEF and has participated in missions trips around the world. So that pairing definitely makes oh, sense. Oh, OK. Um, OK. So they have the religious connection. OK. Yes, that we haven't really seen um, so far. But anyway, so that's kind of interesting. I'm kind of interested to see these people's backgrounds. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so then we come back to the date. And this is where the the date becomes literally the worst date ever. And and quite possibly eons worse than having a private performance. They are required to sing with an open guitar case for money on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. They are literally like, let's go. <laughs> they are setting up a little monitor. They are plugging in. It is 
I, okay, I am so, I was so awkward watching this, Becca. And I have to say, the reason I was so awkward watching it is because I've done this before, okay? And every time I had done something like this, I had never felt more uncomfortable in my life. You better believe, I've never set up on the boardwalk, but you better believe that throughout my life, there have been moments where, you know, we're having to, I would never have like the guitar case open, but doing very small sidewalk style performances and you have like the little PA, you have the little monitor. The sound quality is horrible. Everyone's uncomfortable. You can't hear yourself. It's a nightmare. Okay. It's a nightmare. You know, I I respect the hustle, but it is a goddamn nightmare. Now, I think the uh, one thing I that's not as cringe, there's something about people singing. It doesn't even matter how good they are. There's something about people singing on the sidewalk that, you know, it's one thing when I, I love seeing the guys who are like playing drums on the buckets or people who are like playing the saxophone and just it's like some ambiance as you're like, you know, strolling down the promenade or whatever. But when you have something about having people singing is just yeah. an, another thing. I think maybe when you're playing an instrument, um, people can look down while they're playing. But when you're singing, you're typically your eyes are gazing through the crowd. <laughs> and it's almost it's the same energy as when there's a guy on the side of, of of like the boardwalk who's talking or like preaching. You feel like you have to engage more. And I, then I know I feel pressure where I'm like, I feel like I have to stop and look in your eyes. And like <laughs> the human connection is too and much. Usually there's like. Usually there's like two devoted people standing and watching and I just watching that and but they're standing from an awkward distance away like 15 to 20 feet. Yes. And then like watching the lady go in and throw the dollar at them. I was just like I Oh no. Oh no. When that woman came in and threw the dollar, I was just like, "Oh god, here we go." And there was one hot redhead in the front that was vibing they kept focusing in on her and i was like either trevor or jamie look out because she's got her eyes on one of you and i sure hope it's jamie because jamie deserves better okay and that hot redhead was a dime where is she where is abc casting i am interested to see what you think about now i'm a little bit torn i'm a little bit confused about how i feel about trevor not like I mean, I don't know. Really? I mean, like, I'm not saying that he's not, like, probably a shitty person, but I'm maybe not thinking it's as clearly black and white about him as I thought. Okay. No, I I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I have, yeah, I have, we'll get into it. Let's get into it because I have opinions. Okay. So back at the ranch, we find out that I'm calling Natasha Tasha for short. Tasha's Chilean and French and she drops you know as if she didn't as if she's not there because she knows Trevor through a friend she's like oh Trevor like Trevor from American Idol oh that Trevor interesting I'm friends with his ex (laughs) okay so this is what I what I heard and think happened so a bunch of people right are auditioning for a music show and um, his ex finds out via, you know, whatever, that he has auditioned for a music show. And so Natasha has as well. So when she hears the name Trevor, she didn't know for sure that Trevor was actually going to be on, but she yeah. knew all these people were auditioning. You know, you know how small this industry circle is, right? Especially if it's local. So people then know, oh, this person auditioned for this and they got it and whatever. So when she said Trevor and she goes, oh, American Idol Trevor, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I thought he might be on this. 
Oh, hell no. They the, the the producers wouldn't have cast them both and they wouldn't have put him on the date and they wouldn't have brought her in at that time if they hadn't already made the connection that for sure this is the ex of her friend. True. True. <laughs> Very true. Like that's 100% why she's there at that moment. That was no that was no uh those those happy accidents only happen once in a lifetime, like with Victoria F. and and uh, very what's true, his face? very true, very true. <laughs> but have anyone? Did anyone else notice that she has like a half fake accent, like Dorit? Did you catch that at all? You know, like there were times where she would. I I, <laughs> I kept I I kept thinking I was hearing that. And I like a British accent or something. I yeah, I couldn't. I'm like, was it French? Because she said she's Chilean and French. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, it was definitely Dorit Bever- Real Houses of Beverly Hills energy. She also kind of had that Dorit energy, too. Yes, they were very, very 100%. similar. Yes. Yes. I love her. Oh, I'm I love obsessed. her. She's such a sh- she's such a catty drama bitch. I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, well, she, as soon as she finds out that Trevor is there, quote unquote, finds out that Trevor is there, um, she is working up all the women. This, Natasha knows she's got to go in and she's got to get these women, um, you know, in the full circle around Trevor, basically like chanting him out. Oh, yes. Um, and then that's when Rudy says that she, and, and I, and this is where I would agree. This is where I would agree. Rudy says that would make what would make her mad in the situation is if Trevor would be given the opportunity to have the breakup conversation and tell her what happened and doesn't own up to it. And so Mm. and that was that's the biggest thing for me about this whole thing um, that I would feel like strongly about. My thing is, do I think, you know, that people can can cheat, whether it be emotionally or physically, and that they can change and grow from it. Yes. Welcome to my life. I come from a long line of cheaters. I believe that people can change and people can make mistakes and whatever. Okay. So trust me, it's it's same here. Trust and believe. Okay. So I'm not judgmental Uh in that way, but it's that energy of like, that Trevor conversation later where there was a avoidance of acknowledging the wrong and more kind of putting this like and watering it down and like justifying it. I mean, he starts out his he starts out his conversation with Jamie later on, like he he starts it out saying framing it. Remember when I said I stayed too long in a relationship for fear of hurting her? And I'm like, oh, that's how you're starting this out? Is that like the reason that you emotionally cheated on this person is because you were afraid of hurting her by leaving the relationship? No, you're a pussy. Yes. Like, fuck you. And that's that's my that's (laughs) my thing is that like I it's not an issue of the fact that he's cheated because, again, they're talking this relationship was a year and a half ago. So much can change in someone's life and relationship to relationship is different. But when your mistakes happen. Yeah. But when you're downplaying it and saying like it was, you know, we both made mistakes and I, you know, I should have stepped away because I was unhappy instead of just being like, yeah, I lied to her and it was really shitty of me and I feel really bad about it. Right. Like that would have I would have been that. That's fine. Like we're having an open and honest conversation. But even when you go back to then Jamie and Trevor having their conversation in the hot tub, in the hot tub. 
that would have been I mean that was the the moment that he could have said that to her especially when didn't he bring up his ex well he said what when was your last relationship and she mentioned what it was and that's when then she said every guy I've ever dated has cheated on me and then he said my last ended about a year ago I have nothing bad to say about her but we just uh, weren't compatible no one's perfect she's not perfect I'm not perfect I made mistakes sometimes because I feel like I stayed in the relationship longer than I should have and I was afraid of hurting her and again that talk I have a problem with when you're sitting in having a conversation with someone. And again, I don't know what it's like to have cameras in my face and to tell this person that I've known for 24 hours, like I emotionally cheated on someone a year and a half ago. Like that would be tough. But to say, but to have the conversation framed in a way that it's like, well, I was afraid of hurting her. So I made mistakes. It's like, no, 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 no. You've made a big mistake and you got to own up to that shit. And if you don't want to talk to her about it right now, don't frame it that way to make yourself seem like yeah. this, this sensitive, sweet guy who just didn't want to hurt her feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when they get back from their date, <laughs> they've barely they've barely set foot outside of the fucking car. And uh, <laughs> to me, it seemed like he was so obviously pretending like he didn't know who she was. Oh, he a hundred percent knew knew who she was like that was a fact that was me. like the worst acting like good thing he's pursuing a music career because his acting skills are like no. it was so obvious he recognized her because he like acknowledged her in this weird way like outside of her just being a new person in the house and <laughs> he goes yep how do we know each other again worst acting ever and oh natasha a queen (laughs) she goes well let's talk about it and he's like well why don't you let me get settled this is where you know that he knows who she is because he's just like oh can you wait a minute for me to like get settled in and she's like no i want to talk now (laughs) i was chanting i was chanting i was like this girl (laughs) yes and you're so right because in a normal setting you walk in and someone you think kind of recognizes like that you are like oh if you genuinely did kind of recognize someone no right yeah if you had no idea who this person was and you weren't a sus character by the way or you know what here's the other thing and this is what i wrote down my vibe was that he was like, oh shit, is this one of the girls who I've been DMing and I don't remember her? (laughs) For real, that's the realest shit. I didn't even think about that. And you know what? If you genuinely didn't recognize someone and they said, well, let's talk about it right now, you'd be like, you'd be like, oh, yes, please, for sure. (laughs) Should I be concerned? Is my family okay? Are you here to bring a message regarding my family? You know what I mean? Like that would be, <laughs> yes, that would be the regular, yes. that would be a typical reaction. So he clearly knows that he's, he's a sus character. He's a sus figure. Well, when they sit down, the way he looked and the way he swallowed, when she says, you know, I <laughs> was friends with your ex. And he's like, oh, again, the fakest shit ever which one and she's like sierra and he's like oh 
okay, pretending like he doesn't know what the fuck she's going to say. He's just like, and? And he goes, oh, Sierra, nice. He's dripping sweat, by the way. He was sweating like crazy. (laughs) And when she goes, yeah, we are friends. And she told me, and he like had this look on his face. Like he was like, oh, he fully knew what was about to go down. Completely. And she says, you know, who you dated a year ago. And he corrects her and goes, a year and a half ago. But it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. An extra six months. Come on, bro. You're 29. We're not five. It's not like, actually, I'm five and a half years old. No, it doesn't fucking. The extra six months does it doesn't not matter. Because that's not the point of this. Even though <sighs> I will say if she was coming at him for com- like going on a show like this and it's like, oh, too soon. That would be ridiculous to me because it's like, hey, it's been a year whether it be a year year and a half that's enough time between a breakup to i feel like go on a reality show like whatever you're fine you're fine absolutely right but but the time is not the issue really the issue is what he did and when he says i just want to remind you though all you know is her side i never physically cheated on her i was with her for two and a half years i was unhappy i should have left sooner i ended up emotionally cheating on her and then natasha goes which i almost feel is worse and i want to know do you would what's what's worse to you would you be more upset about 100 percent? it's worse yeah i think so i, I say that's this how i feel too i say this every day of my goddamn life and i tell grayston if you were to randomly hook up with some chick at a club i would be so much more livid if i found out that you were like staying up late talking on the phone to a girl for three hours because one i mean there's serious issues with both one is like definitely a character flaw and a lapse of judgment and a really bad choice and extremely inconsiderate and all these other things but the level of deceit to carry on a to to begin and carry out an emotional relationship with someone texting them throughout the day maybe talking about how you're going to spend time together in the future that is i mean grant i don't i don't we don't we never find out what actually happened we just keep Throwing out this emotional cheating. So what actually was going on? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you this. Okay, I don't know specifically. uh, Maybe there was a specific one where it was more emotional and there was longer conversations and more and longer intimacy that was happening. But what I do know is that he later talks to Jamie and goes that he was talking to someone. And I know that someone is a lot of someone's. How do you know this? Through 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 friends? Yes. We'll say that. Okay, so he's just talking to girls. He is... We're talking a large number of women that are having DM slides, that are having conversations that are not okay, appropriate. I'm guessing this... Pr- I'm guessing this probably happened post-American Idol. He's probably getting a lot of internet attention and was probably yep. feeding into all that from women in different I'm going to imagine that too. Now, I'm I there might there may also on top of that be a few of them who there was like long emotional connections with. I'm not sure. Um but I do know that 
I, I know this, but I also this has also been confirmed that Reality Steve said that he has received many, 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 many messages from women before the season started all about Trevor and that he, in Reality Steve says him not being a good guy, quote unquote. I can totally see him being just that person who is on maybe dating apps and stuff. He's chatting up people. He's never actually meeting up, but that doesn't make it any fucking better. Also, like, so she says it's almost worse, I feel. And again, I I kind of agree. Meanwhile, the girls are telling Jamie about all the shit that Natasha dropped. And she is... She's, I mean, she's, Rudy is stroking her hair. She is looking so devastated. But what the girls are sobbing, though, like she lost a child. She's like rocking and like, tearing her clothes, (laughs) like putting ashes on her head. She's like, no. This is is the issue that I had in this episode with a few of these people, a.k.a. Jamie and specifically Mel, where I'm like, hey, guys, how long have you known these people? And the level has been two days. (laughs) The level of grief that's happening is out of control. Like this is just next level. Like I understand this when you've been trapped in a house alone, not like, you know, let's just say you're in the bachelor situation where you're without phones. You're trapped with a bunch of, you know, women. There's the one guy you're starting to get your head messed with. You've only seen him a couple times. You're starting to panic. But in this situation, it's like everyone's all together. You're having like friendships. You're able to play music together. Like it's not nearly (laughs) as strenuous a situation. Let's be real. Well, Natasha asks him point blank, are you going to tell Jamie the truth? And he goes, yeah, that was my intent this whole time. And at first I was like, oh, that was your intent this whole time was to tell her about this. But then I but then actually I realized he was probably saying, like, my intent was to be honest with her this whole time. I don't think he was saying my intent was to tell her specifically about the ex. But you think that he was. Oh, no. She said, are you you going to tell me? She said, are you going to tell Jamie the truth? And he said, yeah, that's been my intent. But maybe he was saying his intent has been always to be truthful with her, not necessarily that he was going to tell her about the ex. Because if that's what he's saying, I'm going to give him a benefit of doubt because it could go that way. But if that's what he's saying, that his intent was to tell her about the ex. Oh, that's the biggest load of. I am. I am not. I am not going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this one because I think they moments beforehand were having the conversation about about Natasha being like, so you're denying this. And he was just like, she's like, so did it happen? He's like, yes, it did. And she's like, was there emotional cheating? He's like, yes. She's like, was there lying? He's like, yes. She's like, okay, are you going to tell Jamie the truth? Yeah. And I think that that's what she was referring to. And I think he knew. And I think it's a low to BS. And I think in this specific situation, what has now happened to Trevor and maybe I'm a salty bitch and I just have this this vision of him. But I think this is what's going to happen. This is my arc of I think what it's going to look like. I think I think Trevor's smart. He's been on reality TV before. He knows the deal. And I think he knows that he's about to have now an episode all about his cheating and this shit's going to come forward. So now for him to be the uh, to remain a good guy, he will have to stay with Jamie this entire time. 
Oh, I know. I said that later on in my notes. I was like, well, he really screwed himself over with that one. Right. He literally cannot pursue any other relationship. Otherwise, he's going to look like a total douchebag. Right. So now he's more so than he already does. So now he's stuck. And I think he will. I, I think he's going to stay in that situation. I think he's going to remain that way. And I think that he'll for however long they're in. I think he will stay with her because you can't now you you have to or else. And what I think, too, I think America in one week will forget the travesties. And I think they will be team Trevor and Jamie. And I think it'll you know how fleeting how fleeting people's memories are. You mean the 300 people in America that are watching the show? (laughs) Facts. Facts. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Um, I'm getting like 150 likes on my tweets about uh, about listen to your heart on Twitter. I'm like, okay, so no one's watching this show. You're like, so this is this is not. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Um. Okay, so that's what I think. I mean, I could be dead wrong, but I don't know. From the info, we'll see how it plays out with him. But I agree. I think the heat's gonna be off of him fairly quickly. I think so. And I and I, but I do. From the info that I've seen, I'll just say that I, you know, I wouldn't want my best friend to be starting a relationship with him. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I wouldn't either. He's sus. He's too hot. He's like too pretty. Yeah. Well, and he knows it. So before Brie gets a date card, before we get into the oh, date yeah. card <laughs> with before we get into the date card with Brie and that date, um, let's pause for a moment. Um, Broads, if you've ever met Beck in real life, uh, I'm going to tell you something. 15 minutes in, you'd figure out that she is a health information goddess. OK, she loves Damn it. I thought you were going to say how pretty I was. You know, uh, she looks even better than she does she's, on Instagram. She's, she's a 10 out of 10 on Instagram, in person 12 out of 10, okay? But on top of that, she is a health <laughs> wellness information goddess. She loves learning about the newest technologies and reading articles about current wellness movements. When we talk, I always feel like you have something new that you've read about and you can teach me or the audience. And it's really helped me dive into things personally. And when it comes to health information and learning more about your own being, one of my personal faves is Everly Well, the at-home wellness test company that helps you better understand your health. So if there's ever been something you want to know about your body or your health, 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 not health, health, Everly Well probably has a test for it on their site. They offer more than 35 different at-home lab tests from hormone levels, to thyroid, to heart health, and the results you get are personalized and so easy to understand so you know exactly what they mean for your body. And then you can share the results too with your own healthcare provider so you can chat about them with your doctor. Well, if you're thinking, what the heck, you guys, I'm not a doctor. How can I possibly test myself for those things? Don't worry. That was exactly what I thought before I got my kit, too. Each Everly Well test comes with super easy to follow instructions. I took um, one of the tests that I took, the initial one. I was so nervous because I was I get scared about these type of things, but it's just the quickest little finger prick. It's so easy. And then they walk you through 
all of this so clearly. Then you just mail back your collection with prepaid included shipping label. Your test is analyzed by a lab and then reviewed by an independent board certified physician. And the results are up on the platform for you to view before you know it. They get it so quickly. Um, So I've taken the thyroid test, the STD test and the indoor outdoor allergy test, which confirmed that your girl cannot get a cat and that yes, indeed, certain grasses are not my friend. Okay. That's cool. They do STD tests too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I took one. It was great. It's super thorough and they have different, uh, different forms of the STD testing as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, for 20% off an Everlywell at home lab test, you can visit everlywell.com slash chatty and enter code chatty. That's, uh, everlywell.com slash chatty spelled E V E R L Y. W-E-L-L dot com. Use code chatty for 20% off your test. Everly well at home lab test. Your answers your way. Baby. So Brie gets a date card. Brie and gets a date she's card. Taking Chris. Of course. Now, Broads, here's the deal. <clears throat> so th- they are driving by iconic um LA music hotspots spots like the Roxy. I know that they drove past Whiskey A Go Go to get to this place. These are iconic spots, but they pull up to Guitar Center. (laughs) I'm like, stop trying to make this sound cool when they're like Guitar Center on Sunset. And I'm like, whoa best buy on rodeo drive that's no thing. way <laughs> that's the shit broads if you are a musician let me make this comparison this is the parallel imagine this pilot pete season pete has a date with kelsey they pull up to a target okay it's a target and they walk in and granted target is great and wonderful but they have a date inside of target where they have a romantic dinner set up you'd be like you'd be watching this and you'd be like what the fuck they're having a romantic date in target <laughs> guitar center is the best buy or the target or whatever for the musician okay there is nothing romantic like about it. yeah it's it's fun to go to but like you said so is target like yeah i used to take i, I mean i just remember after i pick up my nanny kid from school we would go to guitar center and like wander around because like yeah it's fun but it's just a fucking store just like in high school how i would get high and walk around target with my friends all the time because like it's a way to pass some That's time the thing. do i love it yeah do i love going to home depot and strolling around 100 percent. Pa- i pass the time i home goods yeah i love those places i love target but if i'm going on a show on a national tv network and they take me into home depot and that's my room and by the way my activity is not just in there. My romantic, like, cocktail portion is also in there. I'm suing. <laughs> it's so low budge. It's more low budge almost than the Venice Pier, which is free. It's way more low budge. And the Venice Boardwalk, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean. I couldn't believe it. I was screaming. I was like, well, clearly Guitar Center We're- sponsored this episode because there's no way. I mean, come on. There's a thousand other places in Los Angeles they could have gone before. This is my thing. If they went to a mom and pop music shop, that's romantic. You go into like 
like on the east side of L.A., a little like dark music shop that's been run for a long time. That's small, that has cool old instruments in it that they can play. And it's dimly lit. That is romantic. But Guitar Center? Like Guitar Center is literally a chain. Like you're like we're t- saying like Best Buy. <laughs> OK, I, I just can't I can't emphasize this enough. I really can't. Um, meanwhile, back at the house, they're like talking about their relationship like very in depth which was also just like weird to me for some reason like They're, it cuts it cuts back to everyone in the house just being like oh yeah chris and brie so strong in their in their connection i don't know i don't know why it just i was like okay, it was we get it you know it like, was very weird and it made me think either one they're gonna end i thought that they maybe they were gonna randomly end on this date right. or two, they're going to go far, which now is, makes me think that they're going to go far because they're really pushing their relationship I mean, hard, like hard. Right exactly. Now. They may be selling this as like it, it, it works. Yes. 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 Or I thought, like I said, they were okay. going to break up. OK, Becca. OK, first of all, Brie goes, I haven't able, been able to connect with boyfriends in the past because I connect with song. Oh, God. Oh God. And then I guess her idea of song is I Grayson and I were screaming at the top of our lungs. It was they start singing out I'll never forget that rose when you gave me that rose. I'll never forget it. We walked in and they're just singing back and forth. I felt like I was watching some sort of sketch comedy show where they had to make up the lines on the spot. And and, and like sometimes it wasn't even working like because they would be like, and you walked in and I knew right then you were the one like they're like, oh, it, it was, no, it wasn't working. And then she was just like, oh, Chris, <laughs> it was. It was the worst. It wasn't, you're right, it was an SNL sketch by, like, two newbies that was going terribly wrong. And you're like, no, it needs to stop. (laughs) Exactly. And when that was happening, I was like, oh, this is the moment in the episode where I go, oh, this is exactly what I thought the show would be like based on the previews. This is exactly what I thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I was I was traumatized from it, Jess. No, me too. And that was the thing. And I, I do. I know that you're not feeling their vibe, but like. I I feel their vibe and I really like them a lot. And I think they're really they're both on their own super cute. And I think they're super cute together. But this moment was hard for me to get over. <laughs> it was a little hard for me to process moving it, forward. It was horrible. <laughs> it was hard for me to process. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for them that that was on TV. I know. Immortalized. I would have been the most uncomfortable ever rewatching myself in this whole situation. I mean, there also just felt like no self-awareness. Like at no point where they did they like laugh, you know, and just be like, ha No, they were like being really serious. No, it was very. The whole it. thing was very it was very, very serious. It was very serious. Oh, God. Well, which is what really disturbed me. And I'm actually traumatized yeah. from that. Well, they, after that traumatizing moment, <laughs> they then had their, like, their emotional, like, romantic moment in the corner where they tried to make Guitar Center romantic. And I'm like, 
Um, a place with <laughs> '80s carpeting like that cannot stir romance. That's just a fact, okay? Um, but they, you know, she talks about how she was engaged a year ago, um, and this is actually horrible. When she told the story about she like found her wedding dress and she got super emotional, called her fiance, and he told her, "Don't buy it." That's awful. Speaking of traumatizing, I no, know that's horrible. And um, but that's the one I thought when she was well, saying that she thinks that like she's talking about how people can be so cruel. And I'm like, OK, I get why she does like Chris so much, because Chris is so sweet and so gentle. So that's probably a really safe place for her, you know. Now, she came on a little strong after that, though. She went in hard. She went in hard. And Jess, I just want to point out that she said I might be falling in love with you. And he said, I think I might be falling for you, too. Yep. You know, I made note of that. I just wanted. I was just like, oh, those are two very different levels in the bachelor world. Everyone knows that. <laughs> we all know how that tear goes, guys. OK. And that was not the equivalent that sh- they're on different. They're on different planes right now. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a good point. It's a good point. That's for sure. Yikes. Well, but after that, they sit down and just play the most cliche song they could possibly play in that moment. Jess, was it just me or did it look like she didn't know the words to I can't help falling in love with you? I don't think she knew the words. I don't think so. Because I was like, are you? Yeah, no, I caught that. I was just like. (laughs) He's singing it and you're like trying like like you're like mouthing it like you're trying to. Yes. I was like, girl, you don't know that song. (laughs) That's a pretty popular song. (laughs) And you better believe after the shit that went down earlier, you know, if she knew the words, she would be belting out right alongside him. Instead, she's doing this thing where, again, like an SNL sketch, she's mouthing the word silently after he says it. He's like, I, and she's like, it's that Fred Armisen, Kristen Wiig sketch. (laughs) Like, I can't, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Pretending like, you know what they're going to say next. Oh my God. Dude, that shit was crazy. I was like, wait, does she actually not know the words? Oh no, that was wild. It killed me. (laughs) Um, I loved that. Well, their date i was like all right you guys are cute but i'm ready for this date to be over (laughs) please for the love of god someone make it for the love of god um well back at the mansion um everyone is uh you know all a flutter about the jamie trevor situation and basically Trevor and Jamie sit down and he could not have an easier sell with Jamie. Nothing there. It was literally like, could it have gone smoother for him? I don't think so. And. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I mean, he basically all he had to say was, I don't feel anything for anyone else. Yes. Again, we already brought up how he started out framing it. She literally is like doubled over and is just like she says to him immediately that. Um, that cheating is a deal breaker for her. And then within half of a second, she's like leaning against him going like, oh no. And then they're like intimate again. And you're like, well, I, I guess it's not really a deal breaker for you because <laughs> you guys are together. <sighs> Ugh. 
Well, what really bothered me is that the way the conversation wrapped was basically him saying, I don't want this to end over what happened a year and a half ago. And she's like, yeah, me neither. And I was just like, dude, again, like he's 29. A year and a half ago isn't that long ago. No. Like I kind of do get relatively speaking, like if you're 21, if we're just even talking about fractions of a person's life, like if you're 21, a year and a half ago is when you're 19. Like you could very be in a different headspace, but it's like a year and a half ago when you're 29, you could potentially be 28, maybe 27. Yes. Like, yeah, it's not that long ago. Like if I no. think back to where I was a year and a half ago, it's really not that long ago. And like the person you are and like your character, the character choice, you're going to make it like 27 versus 29. Like usually isn't that crazy different. No, not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> So yeah. that bothered me. And that bothers me. Like, don't act like that's don't act like that's a long time. No. And I also the other thing that I will say bummed me out, too, is at the very end of the episode when we're having the final roses given away is that Trevor then right away says, I hope Natasha leaves, which I understand him saying that because he doesn't want to get screwed. Sure. But then when when Ryan had the choice, you saw Jamie mouthing, not Natasha, not Natasha, not Natasha. Because she didn't want Natasha around either. And I'm going now like she's now she's in his corner. Yeah, like, she's like defend like de- like protecting her man, even though, listen, you know nothing about him. It's the same way how before they talked to um, before when all the girls were talking with Jamie earlier, Becca made the comment of like, here's the thing. Like, this is what Natasha told us. But like, we feel like what we've known Trevor for what's been like forever. And we just met her a few minutes ago. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, you guys have known Trevor for maybe three days and you've known her for like 30 minutes. So I understand that you've known one of them longer, but you barely know Trevor. So you barely know either of them. Yes. Um, so I understand not immediately accusing someone just because one person says something is true. Yeah. But like, yeah. This whole now kind of like anti-Natasha thing is just like, whoa, like, let's not go there because she was trying to, you know. Granted, uh, I did. I did. sort At first, I was like, what? When Becca said that. But I was also like, all right, Natasha did come in like reality TV queen. Like, have I got tea to drop? So I do get how that you could kind of be like, what's going on here? Why? Why is? Yeah. I I appreciate I appreciate the thought of like what and I think the point of what they were saying was more like Jamie don't like spiral because we don't know her but it's also like yeah, yeah. but let's remember you guys don't know Trevor either you don't know him no yep one hundred percent it goes both ways well what happens next Sheridan gets the date card yes uh, yes and we are we don't know you know what's gonna go down because we're getting these little moments which by the way remember when last week share brandon and savannah walked away and i said julia did that weird face and i wonder if she still likes brandon because i'm telling you last week when brandon and savannah took like were together and walked away julia did this like kind of glary face because she's in love with brandon <laughs> Sheridan gets the date card. And she's she's just not that she's just not that into him, unfortunately. So it seems. No, and I was, I mean, 
I was I was devastated, really, this whole this whole well, okay, no, 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 I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. This date before before we continued to see I was devastated. I was devastated. Before we continued to see it, I actually thought the date was really like I thought that they had some really sweet moments and I thought we were going to be a-okay until Julia gets home later because there's this moment of her talking about her cystic fibrosis, which is like really intense, actually. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, this is someone who's experienced a lot of hardships. Sheridan is over the moon for her. They show up at iHeartMedia and I was like, hey, we were just there the other day. And yes, a, lot yes, of, we were. a lot of your favorite Bachelor podcasts are out of that very studio they pushed <laughs> their way through. <laughs> Which again, it was like, oh my God, we're at the iHeart station. And I'm like, what and I was like, I, yeah, I mean, I guess. But talk about pressure. They get forced immediately into Valentine in the morning. Could not believe. And they're drilling them about like they're kissing. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, so can you guys perform? And that was the moment when, where oh. you can where you can tell that like this shit, they do put pressure on them because you shot you saw Sheridan's face and he was like, can we have like a couple minutes to prepare something? Uh, yeah, I would be tripping balls. <laughs> tripping out? That's really nerve-wracking. You show up at a radio station, they're like, so you guys are going to perform together, correct? Can, you, can like- you just play us something? It's it's kind of like this thing, though, that it, that I do feel bad that like musicians get, where it's like, oh, can you just play us something? It's like, oh, Jesus, that's... <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> poor things. That's- well, Julia, yeah. Julia even said it on her date with Trevor, is she was like, when she was bringing up the whole cover thing, she was like... I do know songs that I've learned that are covers, but like as soon as someone asks me, it's like they kind of just poof disappear. And I'm like, dude, Evan is the <laughs> Evan is the exact same way. Anytime we've ever been anywhere and people are like, hey, Evan, here's a guitar. Can you play like a cover? Evan's like, I know nothing. <laughs> like disappears. He's I like, mean, I don't remember any, any cover. He's like, I only remember songs that I wrote. And then that he's like, and I feel awkward being like, let me play a song that I wrote for you. Let me play an original for you. Totally. I mean, that's so that's a lot. Well, also, don't forget in the interview, they just ask her if she's been kissing other people. Poor, poor Sheridan. And then he's like, and then, you know, I I felt bad for her, too, because then they turn it to him and he's like, actually, no, I haven't kissed anyone else. And I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) I know. I'm like, good Lord. Okay, are we going to have this conversation? Well, then Sheridan's like right before they hop up on stage, Sheridan mentions he's like, we're on Valentine in the morning. We're going to be performing live in front of hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of people. And I'm like, Cher Bear, it is morning FM radio. I'm going to say probably not millions. <laughs> so just FYI. <laughs> so take a deep For breath. Real? You're going to be fine. <laughs> For real. Well, so, oh, also back at the ranch, a, a side note that happens real quick. Rudy basically goes to Matt and just like apologizes for everything on her end, which I was like, okay, like props to you for like acknowledging that maybe you went a little too hard, but bro, you don't have to like apologize for everything. It was, I mean, you don't have to ta- take back everything. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite a twist. I was like, um, I thought that you literally hated him and now you're like, saying that you should have trusted your gut and so i don't know that was like felt a little unclear well, i don't it's yeah it also sort of made me 
sad because like she was also like sometimes I can come on a little strong and I'm like okay well we've seen that but also like don't just take back everything yeah I don't know yeah you know? no I like, no I completely uh, hear you like you weren't just you weren't acting like just a total crazy bitch I mean maybe a little bit but not yeah I think I, I think maybe her running like and telling all the girls and like talking smack about him probably was the yeah. thing that was not as you know it's like okay like not maybe not necessary and maybe a little out of line but it was a twist that i didn't i did not expect i did not expect that that's for sure um but it seems like she's feeling de- a little desperate maybe yeah wants to make sure it she's gonna like secure her rose she needs she needs to secure that rose you know get that rose make sure she was she was feeling like she was feeling like she was in a hot place last time when she had the power she's like fuck you matt i'm gonna choose who i want and now she's like <laughs> and i have no romantic investment with anyone here fuck so i'm gonna go ahead and apologize <laughs> i'm gonna crawl my ass back to him and oh say God. i'm so I'm, sorry i'm dead um well back at iHeartRadio, um their performance <laughs> i you know what i will say i there was a lot of cringe moments in this episode but I did not find this moment to be cringe at all. I thought they sounded beautiful together. I feel like her voice well, slams. I thought, I thought, I know, I really, I actually really liked his voice. I thought, I mean, her voice. I thought he kind of fucked up the lyrics, though, for a second. Like, he's, something happened. No, I think, well, this is, but this is kind of, right? but this is kind of why I liked it. I felt like they're both super talented, and you could tell a yeah. couple times he like fucked up the lyrics. There was a time where she was like a little pit. Like it was like you could tell this was live and they weren't right. like, you know, they weren't running it over and over and over again to make the perfect version of it. And I just thought that. Right. And that's why I got really sad because I felt like she was her singing shocked me. Her falsetto was just like, ooh, chills all over my body, bitch. And I and he was yeah. just looking at her like he was beaming like just so over the moon and i thought that the song sounded great like i thought that they had great chemistry while they were singing it and so i was really like my I, my heart was a flutter and it was stomped on very quickly afterwards i mean yeah things got things got well he was just a little bit too clingy though too like he's just kind of touching her a little too much and she just obviously wasn't really into it <sighs> i'm nervous that our sweet share bear who i adore is maybe going to be pulling a mark love is blind situation and i'm scared because i don't want that to be the case yeah thankfully she's not a total jessica but... yes yes i mean at least okay, so far that's back... what it seems like Back at the house, once again, Bree and Chris are are connecting through the language of music uh, that they both speak fluently. And they're just they're singing to each other on the couch, just, just really just letting their their heartstrings flow. They really definitely they definitely will sing whilst they make love. That's for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I if I I would pay money to never see that. <laughs> but i do have to say i really i'm looking forward to hearing this girl belt out some some notes because the way that she was positioned on the couch with her throat kind of like laying in this like 
half lying down position and she could still sing like that. I'm like this girl at like standing tall. I'm excited to hear them like in a full non improv way sing a song together. Yeah. I'm looking forward oh to it. Oh my god, I know. Also another thing real quick about uh about um Julia on the date with Sheridan too. I liked the when she was singing that she wasn't doing all these unnecessary runs. It was like a very like I mean, it got it did get a little pitchy in there at one point, but there it was it was a nice it was nice. I think nice little- I think Julia has a fantastic voice. Fantastic. And like yeah. you said, yeah, it was oof. Honey. Um well, we do um, have a moment where we see Ryan and Rudy talking for yeah, a second. That and it's shit was weird. super awkward because Rody's just like, I obviously think you're attractive. And Ryan's like, yeah, for sure. Likewise. And he was like looking at his watch and I immediately, you know, it's like, okay, he was not this way with Jamie. He was like all over, like wanting to have this romantic connection with Jamie. So he clearly does not feel this way about Rudy. It's just not just wait till we get to him and Natasha. Oh, Lord. I mean, (laughs) Oh my. Well, then these two girls strut in. Ruby with the pink hair and this other girl, what is it? Mar- Mariana or something? Yeah, Mariana. Someone else who thinks she's really hot. Well, I mean, she so is. It. <laughs> it was, I was laughing because when they first walked in, I was like, oh no. Because when Natasha walked in, it's I was- the energy that Trevor has, though, too, where the person's like, like, I know I'm hot, and that's the vibe that I'm going to continue to give off. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, Not yes. That they don't have a right to think that they're hot, but it's like... It's the energy. Hey. Well, uh, hey. <laughs> like how I thought Hannah Ann was at the beginning, you know? Like, are you going to tell me how beautiful I am yet? Yes, yes, yes. What about now? 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 Um, No, I think that um, I think that it was so funny that they brought in Natasha, who was like the, you know, uh, like like blonde, maybe hotter, quote unquote, version of Julia. They bring in Mariana, who's like the brunette, like hotter version of Jamie. Then they bring in the new alt pink haired girl. That's the more like bold, Uh flirty version of Mel. Up, tried to like, True. like take it up a little bit, and they're like making everybody nervous. Well, I mean, obviously, we don't see anything of Mariana at all. Um, but what we do see is that Brandon is the new hot commodity because everyone is apparently so. Everyone is in love with him. Mariana's interested in him. You see, we see Ruby flirting with him, and then Mel says that from the beginning she's been interested in Brandon and I'm like but is that really true though because I I was so confused and then and then also I I just didn't I, I we haven't seen much of Brandon and then you know when Brandon okay so when Savannah gets the day card she's taking Brandon Mel goes like it's Brandon. It's going to be the best date of her life. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? How, how have we been missing this? I'm like, I have a feeling that if you, you asked Savannah, is he the most excited? Are you the most excited to go on a date with Brandon over anyone you've ever been on a date with? I can guarantee Savannah would say no. I have a feeling Savannah's gone on a lot of good dates. And I have a feeling that she'd be like, yeah, it was fine. He's, he seems like a really cool, nice guy. <laughs> 
like, but it's like Mel is obsessed with him. But I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Mel initially was into Matt at the very beginning. She went out on a date with Matt. And then all of a sudden she disappeared from Matt and is like crying to Gabe and is like, Gabe's my guy. And now she's bawling over Brandon. And again, let's remember this is what it's been maybe three days. This is out of control. I don't. This is out of control. I didn't. I didn't really get it. And then I was confused, too, because then Julius still get I, I, I it came out of left field for me that all these women are so invested in Brandon just in general. I was really confused. Had we me seen too. Savannah and Brandon together before? Am I just forgetting that because there were so many people last episode? Yeah, they I don't even remember seeing them have a connection. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really see a lot of it, but like they basically there was the conversation of like Julia kind of wasn't involved anymore because Savannah and Brandon were connecting. And then we saw them throughout the first episode, like just quick little blips of them together. And then, you know, it, it's even at the very end, I remember before the rose ceremony, I think it was Sheridan who was like, all right, the couples are uh, who are like together and Savannah and yeah. Brandon, you know, were part of that okay. conversation. Um, but, you know, I, I, Mel is tripping out before Savannah gets the date card, by the way, she Mel is trying to flirt with Brandon and she's just like, (laughs) she's just like, what's your love language? And he says, and he goes, physical touch is definitely my love language. And she goes, and she goes, physical touch is the hardest for me. Like, blah. And I'm like, if you're trying to win this guy over, you don't go blah at his love language. (laughs) Physical, physical touch, ew. And then she's like, I would much... And he's like, my what? mother was always... They gave so many hugs in my family, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I would much rather shake hands than hug. So... <laughs> and I was like, I don't think this is how you flirt. Okay? I don't think this is how you get him to choose you over the other women by telling him what? that you'd rather shake hands than hug. I think. I could be wrong. What on earth? Oh, there were some well, moments. Oh, Lord. So so Savannah takes him on the date and this date is actually pretty sexy until, of course, they have to go up and ruin everyone's night with their rendition of Fever. But uh, before that, their date was actually like, I'm like, OK, this is this is a vibey date. Once again, very low budget, but also nice. Low budget. So, but listen, I am a huge fan of the Dresden. I my FOMO was out of great. control. Um, it's a fantastic spot. Also, the fact that they showed Marty and Elaine. OK, they are legends. They icons. They have been there for like 40 years or something like that. They're there all the time. They're incredible. And I had this moment of where I'm like, this, by the way, go ahead. No, I was going to say just this, by the way, it was was the best organic way to bring in the couple that's been together 50 years Absolutely. Scenario. And I would love to challenge, not challenge, but recommend anyone Google Marty and Elaine Roberts and see their old photos of them together from like the 60s. They're adorable. They're, they're oh, legends. I'm look that up. They're adorable. I'm obsessed with both of them. Um, and also, this was a reminder for me when I'm like, all these people with like love the safer it. at home orders who is just like, it's just affecting older people, which isn't true. If you got to stay home, remember, stay home for Marty and Elaine, okay? And their sweet, sweet love, okay? I want to see them perform at the Dresden. They're incredible. Stay home for Marty and Elaine. They're so cute. I love that. Um, I love that. Yeah, I was was really liking the date. Um, But, and, side... 
Go ahead. Sorry, you keep cutting out. So I don't want to keep interrupting you. No, I'm like, I was uh. just. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, and then just side note that Julia gets back and finds out that Brandon's on the date, and she's like really bummed, tripping. Like I think more more so than she even expects to be bummed, and yikes. Yes, it's not a good sign. Well. Um, with the two of with the ending of Brandon and Savannah's date, I wanted to say, and this is before I saw everything that went down. I said, um, I really like Savannah a lot. I, I think she is. She gives me this energy of like this is the girl who I feel like I would end up I would hang out with in real life. She's super. Yeah, she, she seems, seems cool. super cool and super low key and mellow. And I at this point. When I was taking my notes before I finished the episode, I just said, I don't know about Brandon. I'm kind of like, whatever. I have neither here nor there feelings about him. I don't understand why everyone's obsessing over him, to be honest. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, But I don't get it either. He does men. I did not like. <laughs> Keep going. <Sorry. laughs> um, he mentions what? He mentions uh, that he. I did like when he mentioned about that that when he was deployed, he would have never done something like this open mic because he was not allowed to show vulnerability or emotion, but that he thinks that vulnerability isn't a weakness. I thought that that was a sweet moment. Um, and then when they did sing, I thought his voice, I mean, he has, a, he has a great voice, but I wish they wouldn't have done the open mic. I just enjoyed it them sitting together at the dress. It was awful. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not I did not like it. Um no. Uh I'd be like, who the fuck are these people? I want Marty and Elaine back. But <laughs> and the, the 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 their rendition of Fever was just cheesy as fuck. I was yeah. like, all the songs are gonna sing in the I Fever. I <laughs> by the way, like, oh God. did you ever used to watch Gilmore Girls? No. Okay. I, I was gonna say whenever I hear the song "Fever," all I can think about is Gilmore Girls, and there's a character, and she goes up and she sings like in a karaoke night. She, fever, fever, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I wanted. I just wanted that so bad. <laughs> oh my god! With her, with her crazy rest. It was just like. They were. T- <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't no, enjoy that moment. No. That's all. Um, I'm Same. a. I'm a very harsh critic though, and I just. It just. I didn't like it. No, and didn't I like it. And I also uh, love that song, so I'm like, please no. Um, well, yeah. the next day. Sweet Cher Bear is feeling like he's really solidified with him and Julia's relationship and their emotions, but <laughs> she comes in and drops a bomb on him real fast. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean... She... Wait, what, what, what part is this? She she goes in. Let's see. He's he. When is this? This, this is, is before the, the cocktail party. Yeah, before the cocktail party, she basically like tells him she sits Sheridan down and she's like, "Hey," and he's all he thinks that they're rolling and it's good to go. And she says that she's feeling stressed and that she wants to be super transparent with him and she wants to be able to feel like she can still have those conversations with Brandon. Um, she needs to be able to like figure it all out and. I felt I my heart broke for 
for Sheridan, but I did at least appreciate that she was super honest with Sheridan and was like, hey, I still want to have these conversations with Brandon, which she knows puts her up for potential not the idea of not getting a rose because the guys are in a, a position of power in this one. So I do feel like Julia is being honest with, you know, the men's that she's talking to yeah. about like where she's at and she's not just trying to string both of them along. You know, she's honest with Sheridan. Right. Um right. but then he's like crying in private and it's so sad. Poor Sheridan. Well, and it does back yeah, this does backfire a little bit um on on Julia. Yes, so it, yes, it does then indeed. after this correct is the that's when basically Chris Harrison comes in and talks about how important it is. He's like, get in there, new ladies. You got to get in. He's like, he's like really giving him a pep talk. He's like, you got to get in there and you got to make connections, ladies. I want to see you trying your hardest. He's Destroy like relationships. About it. Destroy. <laughs> I'm like, Do anything it takes. Do you hear me? Help our I'm ratings. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Give okay. us the give us the clips we need for the highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, whoa, dude! I know okay. he was coming in hot. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> Mel is immediately like, I need to get my man's, and it is maybe, in my opinion, the most uncomfortable one-on-one moment that I've seen in a long while because that girl is leaning so hard into Brandon. It is, it, Jess. What was that? I don't know. Have you, have you ever, have you ever <laughs> felt like that feeling when, like, you really are? Fe- I'm like, what are you even saying? And why are you saying it like that? She is. It is. Oh, sweet girl. Why was that? Why? Why was that like that? I would imagine. Why was that like that? I would imagine that Mel would tell you that she does not know how to flirt with people. If she was in an interview, I think that she'd probably say, "Hi, Ruthie." <laughs> she probably. If she was in an interview, she would say, "I'm horrible at flirting. I don't know how to flirt." And normally on this show, I'm like, "Oh, please shut up." You'd be like, "Yeah, yeah sure. right. You're great at flirting." But I'm like, "No, Mel. Actually, that's not her strong suit." <laughs> I wrote down that Mel. Sweet. I don't know what she was trying to get at either. I'm like, no idea. What are you trying to accomplish? No idea. And and I wrote down. I said Mel needs to find her manic pixie dream man to be her her guy she needs her jason schwartzman she needs her that that that's what she needs brandon i just could not even see that happening she needs a guy who's like a jason jason schwartzman who's gonna like understand what was going on in that situation that was like awkward and weird but she was like when she said i've never felt these feelings uh, like I think these are the feelings you're supposed to feel like I've never felt them before and Brandon goes you've never felt them before ever no pressure and she grabs his neck and like shoves him in for that kiss man shoves it was so uncomfortable 
Well, Julia's talk with Brandon was next and it, it, it was cringy in a whole different way for me because oh, yeah. she was just like, screw everyone else, baby. I got to do the <laughs> best for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. Where did it come from? It was like Julia was so like low key and kind of like all of us girls are vibing with each other. But Savannah's different. <laughs> She, I have come to stake my claim. And I sort of knew in that moment, too. I'm like, yeah, and I think he's going to give the rose to Savannah. Cringe. Yeah. And and he it was really uncomfortable when she said when all of a sudden she started to kind of throw tried to throw Savannah under the bus. That was like I didn't like that at all. That was then where my red flag goes. OK, She's a waving because I was I'm like, here's my thing. You're on a show. You've only known these guys for a couple days. You you experience your men's. You meet the people you want to meet. You flirt with who you want to flirt with. I appreciate the fact that you're being honest with Sheridan and being like, I still want to talk to Brandon. But when you're talking to Brandon and you know that they Savannah and him have gone on dates and that they are like, you know, heading in that direction. And then you intentionally go out of your way to be like, all the girls are really close, but like savannah i don't know and you're like oh you're gonna pull that card okay (laughs) okay i don't like that at all sus i don't like that at all don't throw other girls under the bus because you have a crush on him no 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 totally um totally and but then i but then brandon goes well i genuinely care for savannah don't you care for sheridan And she's like, how do I say this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Do you want me to write it down or? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I think that we have a situation of a uh, not physically attracted to Sheridan. I think that she's probably physically attracted to Brandon. And she's got the hots for Brandon. She likes making out with Brandon. And she grabs him and she kisses him. And you could hear those kisses from a mile away, Becca. I could hear them in quarantine. This, <laughs> this happened a lot this episode with the, the kissing on the mic. It it really bothers me and it really makes me nauseous. Yes, same. It's like the worst kind of ASMR. And it it's like I would almost rather hear someone dry heaving than hear this up close smacking of people. There's something about it that just it gives me goosebumps all over my body. It feels it. it feels more intimate than like listening to people having sex. Like I'm like, okay, I'll listen to people having sex. I don't want to listen to people sucking and slurping each other's faces. It's not good. It's really gross. And it's very loud. It's really <laughs> gross. Well, we have more kissing going on next with you know, Ryan uh, kisses Natasha because he's literally scared out of his mind of her <laughs> um, in his. And <laughs> well, Ryan is the hot pastor of my dreams in this scene. OK, like I know this little what's it called? Like a bishop's collar. I yes, what it's he called. is dressed like I forget what that show is. I just started watching it. I forget the name. And it's like about like a pastor, or a priest or something. And he starts having an affair with one of the congregants. And it's like it's like uh, not allowed. And it's like super sexy and hot. And, and Ryan's outfit is giving me that energy. And I'm like, OK, this is wait, what show is that? I have to look it up. But I'm going to tell you what, 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 um, I feel like I may have seen it. What thing is it on? What streaming service? Hold on. I'm going to find this for you. 
Fleabag. Yes, I knew you were talking about Fleabag. I started the first season. It's so funny. It's uh, it's also I like that the episodes are short. I'm only like four episodes into it, though. But I thought that's what you were talking it's, about. It's good. It's phenomenal. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Yes, that's what it is. It's on Amazon Prime and it's like dark comedy, but like sexy. Yeah, and like it's, it's all. But he was giving me that energy with that outfit. And I was like, oh, Lord, here totally. we go. Um, But Natasha. Side note, have you started watching? I know. Have you started watching Unorthodox at all on Netflix? No, I need to. That's another really good one. I need to watch that. Super good. So, Broad's two other uh, binge-worthy shows. If you have already listened, watched, listen to your heart. Both Unorthodox, uh, Unorthodox, and Fleabag are really good. Well, Natasha was not totally see those vibes. Yeah, but Natasha was not getting that energy. Natasha was getting Clark Kent energy from him, and she's like, "Your curl and your outfit, the glasses." Yeah. And Ryan was shaking well, because because Natasha is dressed, speaking of Real Housewives, like a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills in that slamming white dress. And the earrings and the hair. And he hit her with. I would be so insulted if someone hit me with this one. He hits her with, I just I don't feel like I'm your type. And that's a roundabout way of saying you are not my type. And I would be so offended if someone said that. <laughs> it's not actually a mean thing to say, but I would be so offended if someone said that to me. Okay, but I don't feel like I'm your type is saying you are not my type. Okay, but, but, but here's the thing. At the same time, Natasha is like West Hollywood energy. And Ryan's kind of like he said, like nerdy, oh. right? So don't you think, oh, it's 100% a justified thing to say, not rude at all, completely justified, would would, would probably say a very similar thing. But what I'm saying is, do you think that maybe he might want to have sex with her, but it's a little bit like, uh, I haven't had a woman like you approach me before. Well, that's, that's the vibe that I ended up getting was like. Oh, what the fuck? Like, let's hook up kind of. Yeah, which yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I totally which I totally respect. Like, I bet like Ryan um, gets like other maybe like but, alt musician girls who are like hitting him up. And Natasha's this like woman <laughs> who's just like, no, he was totally like, all right, like, fuck it. I'm down for sure. But also at the same time, what he was saying is like, I would never approach someone that looks like you at the bar. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would never see someone like you at the bars I frequent. No, you are definitely not attending the places that I go and play music at. That's definitely. And basically, oh, and then whatever she says back, whenever when he goes, I don't feel like I'm your type. And then she responds, you know, whatever. I mean, the nerdy guys, whatever. And he was just like, uh, okay, I feel you. They just end up making out, sucking face. I, I mean, I was down with Natasha. It. Put her entire mouth over Ryan's face. It was a suck session. Oh <laughs> Yike! But that was that was pretty entertaining to me. And then now Ryan's kissing Rudy. Uh, well, and then she's and Rudy is what she taking notes from Matt, who she had an issue with before, where all of a sudden they're sitting in the room together and she's just like, well, know, right, let's just like we should just do this. Like we just need to. Can we just kiss already and just like get get it over with and like just do it? And it was like, that's exactly what Matt did to you in the hot tub. That was the most awkward thing ever. And Ryan, Ryan, once again, is just like, all right, fuck <laughs> it. I'm down. Like, sure. Okay. <laughs> 
for sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Which I kind of love. So then I was confused, though, because um, what was what was he crying about? Was he I mean, she crying about was she crying because it was like Jamie's ex or then because she like felt bad about Matt? I wasn't sure why she was crying. I mean, I I got more of the vibe that she felt bad about Matt, that she was like, fuck, I'm panicking because Matt was talking to other people. So I thought I might as well try to kiss Ryan and I didn't feel anything. And now maybe maybe Matt's going to be upset because I kissed Ryan and whatever. Like, I, you know, because I would imagine that that Rudy would have been upset if she found out if Matt that Matt kissed one of the other girls. Yeah. But okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't quite sure what she was. Yeah, what which, which what she was feeling bad about. Well, she tells Matt she's like Ryan and I kissed, and it was the most awkward thing ever. And I was like, you should be so lucky, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but they are like she's yelling at him again about like liking like Savannah and Becca, blah blah blah, and they're like pushing each other and i'm like oh they're gonna have some wild sex these two wait which two i'm sorry matt and rudy when they start talking again okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah actually i was like okay I, I get why these two are kind of vibing each other and and then once again i i sort of i i really flip-flop back and forth on matt i was sort of like okay i'm kind of like fine with matt again like he sort of bothered me for a minute yeah and then didn't bo- yeah. I'm kind of like okay he doesn't bother me anymore yeah because I don't know I liked him the first few minutes of the first episode and then when all that shit went down I yeah. was like I don't like the vibe but then it was like is is he just getting is it getting edited in a certain way I don't know I think that Matt's right Matt kind of gives you that energy of somebody who's like a, would be like a, a you know probably like a friend of ours who kind of drives you crazy because he says like snarky things sometimes but you're like yeah but he's a good guy and i don't know like you know or he's kind of annoying he can just be yeah. kind of that way and like say stupid shit but like you love him and whatever he, when he gets drunk he's a little bit too loud but then yeah you just yeah. Like, yeah exactly <laughs> something along those lines well she and matt are back they're they're like fully back on they are back in action um, back in action um Fully back in action. So then there's the rose ceremony. Um, and Julia's tripping out. Julia's, by the way, sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> sobbing about Sheraton. I don't Sheridan. I don't know what he's gonna I keep calling him Sheraton, like the Sheraton Hotel. Sheridan, I don't know what he's gonna do after this. And I'm like, okay, don't give yourself too much credit. Like if he go goes home, he'll just go home yeah, and but- he has his Subaru Sheila. He'll be okay. <laughs> he'll be fine. Julia, he's got don't his- give yourself that much credit. <laughs> he's got his hats, he's got his rings, he's got a Subaru. Like he's gonna be fine, Julia. <laughs> It's like once again he popped in and out of your life in like the uh, you popped in and out of his life in like over the course of two days. Yeah. I'm I'm sure everything will be all right. And after this show, I'm sure he's gonna get hit up a lot because he's a doll. He'll be fine, you know. He's he's fine. He is a sweet, sensitive guy, and I totally get not wanting to hurt him. I also appreciate though, like you said, that she was kind of upfront with him, and she's not just kind of trying to string him along yes but but what about next week (laughs) so rose ceremony Bree and chris avi jamie and trevor avi matt and rudy matt and rudy um danny and becca 
uh, Natasha and Ryan ends up choosing Natasha. So Natasha's still there. <laughs> and that's then when we see Jamie whispering about like, no, 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 not her. So we'll see if there's drama still because of that. Um, Brandon and Savannah. Now that's the big, yeah. that was in the decision. Mel is devastated. When Mel's getting, when Mel is driving off, you see her saying, I think if Brand or she, before she goes, I think if Brandon chooses me, it'll change my life. And then later when she's driving off after he doesn't choose her, she says something like, I would have spent the rest of my life making him like feel good about the decision he made. And I was like, this is an extreme feeling for knowing someone for such a short period of time. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, oh. Gabe picks Ruby. He picks the bold, the bolder Mel. Um, and then yes. sweet share bear. He is a faithful man and he goes with Julia. Granted, it's like, who is he? He has no connection established with anyone else. So who's he going to give yeah. it to? You know, it's like, well, yeah. Although if it was me, I'd be like, screw you, you bitch. <laughs> oh, no, I would have shut that down. I won't let you continue on. <laughs> Well, I mean, for real though, someone rejects you and then like, what, do you want to keep them around to wait until a new guy comes on the scene and then she's down for him in front of you? Like, is Sheridan hoping that she's going to come around to him? Nothing good is going to come of it. I guess. Who knows? Well, uh, Mariana, Mel and Cheyenne leave, who, by the way, we literally saw Cheyenne say two words and I feel like they did her dirty because she was there from the day one and they showed us nothing of her. So that's really annoying. Right. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. But we see people talking well of her, too. I know. And so I'm like, well, we didn't get to see her at all. So we have no idea literally anything about her. Thanks, ABC. But um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, and then. OK, so then we have a moment at the very end where Brandon hugs Julia and he says, I'm glad you're still here and I'd like to talk. But then we see see Julia saying to producers that Brandon was telling her, like, you're still here and we can figure this out, which we didn't hear him say that. But so I don't, you know, I'm assuming he did say that. I don't really know what's going to go down with that. Um, And I feel like Brandon is letting all this lady love get to his head. I feel like all of a sudden he's got this like cocky energy. He's doing the cheers to the best days of our lives and the worst nights. And Cher is irritated, to say the least. And I do not blame him. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see next week because next week um, it looks like. Yeah, what the fuck's going down next week? I could not figure out from the preview what was happening. Well, it looks like between at least. So the Brandon and Julia piece, it looks like Julia is starting to trip and Savannah is standing her ground. OK, so it looks like and I could be wrong, but it looks like Julia's coming in hot. And she's like, oh, shit. she is trying to claim Brandon regardless of Brandon choosing Savannah. And Savannah does not look pleased. And uh, I don't know how. That's so cringy. I don't know how I'm going to feel about Julia next week is all I'm saying. It may be just the editing that they're making us think it's going to be a certain way next week. But uh, Also, I mean, I don't know how embarrassing. Like, he gave the rose to somebody else. Why are you still going to pursue him? I know. Just like you got to just. He chose someone over you. You got to just let it be. And if you don't have those feelings for Sheridan, then just you got to tell Sheridan, like, we'll just be friends moving forward in this and, you know, whatever. It's again, it's but I'm saying yeah. it's a Mark and Jessica thing, right? She's pulling the Jessica where it's like, I'm going to continue to, like, ask Barnett how he feels about the situation. And like, it's like, just let it be. <laughs> Cringe. 
Don't do that. <laughs> well, we have real. We have also a. Uh, we find out that the first performances of the season are next week, which means that when we were getting clips of the couple singing, we weren't getting um, spoiled for the end because we're going to be getting regular performances. And what it looks like, indeed, is that these judges are judging their love on the performances. And are they going to get eliminated by the judges? I don't know. Unbelievable. <laughs> because Chris Harrison said, Chris Harrison said next week yeah, it's all going to change. Like your connections just next week. Your your connect next week. What am I saying? Yeah, the judges just being like your connection does not seem strong enough. We do not want you to continue on as a couple. What? It's like what? And then you see like JoJo saying like. Well, it seemed like the feelings may not be reciprocated between the two of you. Like, just because of watching a performance. From an onstage performance. I mean, granted, that's me and you. Ever? Why didn't they have us judge? We would have been like, mm, something seems off about him. I, I don't trust him. He's standing right there on stage. Exactly I don't like know. Him. I don't trust him. I don't know. There's just something. I would, oh, I would have lived for doing what they got to do. Are you kidding me? I would have accepted that in she a heartbeat. She seems like she has ulterior motives. Why do you say that? Mm, just a look in her eyes, you know? Yeah, there's there's something. I just can tell. He doesn't love her. That's it. <laughs> we just we just lean forward and ask him. Are you cheating on her? <laughs> They're like, what? Are you cheating on her? I can you tell. You know exactly what I said. I can tell. <laughs> And look at the girl. I just want you to know he's cheating on you. Do I have evidence? No. But what I can tell you is I'm never wrong. And he's cheating on you. I see. I feel energy. Okay. And it's stopping where and you the start. energy I feel, it's not good. It's not good. In fact, I'm seeing his energy floating to this beautiful woman in the front. And I'm pretty sure he's cheating with her. <laughs> I'm getting a vision. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a vision. God, it's coming in. You've got someone back home. We've got a Jed. We've got a Jed Wyatt here. Just, you start freaking just out. Seeing the vision. Just, Somebody call Reality Steve. <laughs> I see a fur trimmed corduroy jack. Oh, no. It's Jed. Jamie, I need you to know Trevor is cheating (laughs) on you with Jed. Jamie, you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. This is all just after they've given their live performance. (laughs) Oh my god, we just just spilled all the tea. You're not going to like what I have to say. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh Well, I'm excited to see all the live performances next week because I feel like we're going to get a very thorough... Um, great uh, American Idol The Voice crossover Bachelor energy this time. It's not just going to be like uh, dates that involve singing. It's going to be like proper performances with bands and I'm looking forward to it. How hilarious would that be if they did it in voice style and then these Bachelor couples had to like pick couples for their team? Oh, I would like that. And then and then like they would win based on how many couples actually make it through to the end. Or, or if the judges and they're like coaching and they're coaching them on their relationships. Oh. <laughs> that would be great. And they're like, you guys are going to get a lot of attention after this good and bad. And like, is your relationship going to be able to handle it? We're going to get you through this. Are you going to be able to handle the DM like slides? Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I'm looking at you. 
or what if the judges oh. if the judges was it was voice style and they had their backs turned and they had to judge their love off of just hearing their voices singing together and it was just like oh my god <laughs> you have to you hit the button not in love your chair swivels around. Those harmonies, Not those harmonies, wrong reason. screamed. Wrong reasons. <laughs> those harmonies screamed disconnection. Okay, I don't feel your love for each other. If you loved each other, your harmonies would sound better together. I choose no. <laughs> Divorce. Wrong reasons. I love the wrong reasons for it. Yeah, break up. Stop the performance. <laughs> It's 45 seconds in. All three of them hit their buttons. Now it's like X Factor. <laughs> or what is it? America's Got Talent, you know, where they, where they, if all three of them give X's, they have to stop the performance. <laughs> Everyone's just like. <laughs> no. No, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Well, I can't wait till next week to see what I happens cannot with that situation. wait either her end broads Woo! love ya hope you're staying safe hope you're staying inside also love if ya. you're enjoying um this please like and subscribe spread the word um and we'll catch smash you guys those five stars smash those five stars we'll catch you on thursday pre-quarantine speaking of quarantine i'm about to go in and see my daughter who um this morning um i left her alone in my bedroom for five seconds and she did find my vibrator and she did hold it up and she did say what is this tool <laughs> a tool she called it a tool <laughs> she goes what is this tool I said it's a tool. It's a tool for my. It's a tool for my body, and I just like tucked it away. And I was like, "You need to leave mommy's stuff. That's private in that corner." But it's a tool for my body. And she goes, "Hmm," and like runs away. So, gonna go figure out how to properly discuss that one. It's okay. I had like a barely used vibrator that I was giving to Ruth when she was teething one time, and she loved it. Oh, that's a great teething tool. One of the small silicone. ones. Yeah, yeah. Silicone, small, vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. Loved Love it. that. Love that. Well. So I say just lean lean into it, you know. Blessings. Blessings to all of us. Um, <laughs> well, all right, on, Brad, that note, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Chat soon. 